the probably best Thursday night football matchup we've had so far this year, ahead of what is one of the best slates we've had so far this oh year. Oh my goodness! Oh, he's gone with the yeah, wet that again. That boy, that boy is something else. There's been so many drops. They've, they've been well below par. What an absolute blockbuster we've got in store. Hello and welcome to the Throw It In Rotation podcast, the only UK-based NFL podcast that is recording three episodes tonight, surely. Uh, but this is the week for it. Week 11 is the week, people, I'm telling you. Ash, my co-host, Ashley Cadell, nice to introduce you. Um, nice to introduce you. Don't know if that's <laughs> something that people say, but um, what have we been saying about primetime football recently? What was that article you showed me the other day? It was. It's not been good. Yeah, um... Yeah, for, for for our work over at Sports Hub, check that out. Um, they called it okay. Trash Night Get the Football. Plug in. Thursday Night Football. Mm. No, Trash Night Football. And that's exactly what it's been over the last few weeks. I mean, Bears, Panthers, who wants to be watching that in prime time? Not me, really. But this week, what an absolute blockbuster we've got in store. Yeah, definitely. I don't think the Thursday night slate, I mean, and it goes back to uh, since Amazon got the Thursday night gig the start of last year, um, I don't think it's been helped by Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, the two commentators. They they don't have much co- uh, chemistry. Al Michaels, for me, has passed it now, and Herbstreet has very little personality, even though I keep seeing him, keep seeing him everywhere. Um, but that hasn't helped. But there'll be, like, no excuses this week because the um the slate i'm looking at i'm so excited for this week things starting to get real now in the second half of the year there's some great games on um pretty much apart from a couple two or three which you gotta expect i'm looking at like, all of them of excitement there's a lot of division games this week um a lot of close games you'd expect some interesting storylines for sure um so the three episodes as i mentioned are gonna be a preview of thursday night football Bengals at Ravens, AFC North matchup, huge, uh, huge game with with massive consequences down the road, playoff seasons and AFC North standings, all of that stuff. Uh, the second episode is going to be a Monday night football preview, Chiefs and Eagles. That one is obviously a rematch of the Super Bowl. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then the third episode, no, we're not doing Sunday night football, uh, which is an all right game. Um, we're doing a... Um, a lick of the butt of <laughs> Kyler Murray, um, Ash's QB one, who returned to football after a, a lengthy period off last week. He looked like himself. Like I think he did at any anyway. How good did he look, Ash? And and get everyone excited for that third episode. We're going to be yeah. Recording. Obviously, I won't go into it too much, but a nice little teaser to uh, get things yeah, get things tease us. nice and wet. Um, tease me. Oh, okay. Well, okay. all you've got to do is go back and watch that um, play okay. that Kyler Murray did on third, uh, third and ten to get you wet. Because oh my goodness! Oh, he's gone with the yeah, wet. That again. boy, that boy is something else. Uh, who cares if his he tore his ACL? You know, Jonathan Gannon coming out saying he's going to be. Don't expect Not the same me. Kyler as you of your as you used to. Kyler wasn't having any, you know, any of it, and that's what Kyler does. Uh, go back and watch it. He absolutely saved mm. our ass. Got that um, such a crucial first down with his legs as yeah, expected. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the rest the rest you'll have to go and see for yourself. But it's unbelievable, really. Kyler Murray, um, what a guy. I'm so happy for him to be back. And obviously, yeah, we will dive into that a little bit more 
Um, as you previously mentioned, you said how things are getting real and they're in the NFL and they really are. Um, week 10, I think, was probably my favourite week of football um, so far. Um, game okay. winning, like late like late game winning field goals. Yeah. I think there was five, five, yeah, in the final play. Yeah. Um, 10 of the 14 games were decided um, by a touchdown or less. Um, just so many close games, just unreal, unreal sort of quarterback play. Um and yeah, just late drama. It's exactly what and you the want. Cardinals and the won. Cardinals won, which only the second time this year. Not a surprise that Kyler Murray comes mm. back and clutches up. Um, so yeah, um, it's really getting exciting now. I think the Thanksgiving games on week 12 is sort of a big turning point in the NFL where after that, you really get to see the playoff picture. You've got the real teams who are going to be fighting, showing the teams you thought might be doing it. The pretenders will start to drop off. Um, so, yeah, it's a real, real exciting time in the NFL right now. And I can't wait uh, for this Bengals-Ravens preview. Um, as we said, it's going to be a huge Thursday night football. And I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, let's get into it then. As we said, a divisional matchup. Two of the um, NFL's informed teams going into last week. They both lost uh, close ones. This week, it's the uh, Ravens will be hosting them uh, at they're three and a half point favourites. The over-under is 46. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned last week, both teams lost. Both teams had kind of heartbreaking defeats. Baltimore blew a 14-point lead to AFC North rivals. Uh, Cleveland Browns to end their four-game winning Not streak. Um, they, were, they were up big at different points in that game. Yeah, they kind of they bottled it on defence there at, at the end and obviously not clutching on offence. And for the Bengals, they had a 30-27 to 27 loss to the Texans. That was, as you said, Ash, one of those that um, finished with a field goal as the last play of the game. It was a three-point win then. For the Houston Texans, they, they fall victim to CJ Stroud and his ridiculous rookie season. So um, let, let's let's have a look at the standings. Where are they? Um, Baltimore Ravens are currently the second seed in the AFC. They're 7-3, and three, top of the AFC North. Obviously, and it's an AFC North that is so competitive this year. You've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and obviously the Cleveland Browns. As I mentioned, they're all in the playoff standings as things stand. Um, and they're all obviously above 500. And they're all playing pretty good football. Um, for me, I'd say there's a tier gap between the Ravens and the Bengals and the other two teams. But that Browns D is looking very dangerous. Um so talk to us a bit about um, how the Bengals season has gone so far, Ash. Well, the Bengals started in very similar fashion as to the 2022 season. A bit of a slow start. Um, three defeats, only one win from the opening four games. Joe Burrow was carrying a little bit of a calf issue from preseason. He seemed to get over that and right. they went on to win their next four games. And you're thinking, all right, this is the old Bengals, what we're used to, what we're accustomed to. Um, they're going to kick on from here. But as you quite rightly said, that last week defeat against the Texans has sort of changed things slightly. Um, you were expecting the Bengals. You wouldn't surprise you if to go on and win every single game from there. But that um, Texans defeat is a little bit of a hit. They're only 5-4 and four now. And in such a competitive division, um, they're going to be fighting most likely for a wildcard spot the way that the Ravens are going. Obviously, this is a huge game, a win here for the Bengals will really shake up that division even more so. Um, the Steelers and the Browns are, are playing on Sunday as well. So two 
it's a massive week for for the AFC North. Mm. Um, Bengals, though, um, they've been, I'd say, mediocre this season. Very mid 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 range for me. You, you've shown flashes of what you've seen over the past few years, but there's also been a lot of shit as well. Injuries haven't helped. Obviously, the main one, um, T. Higgins, which we will get into later on. Um, but yeah, uh, not the Bengals of old. They've shown flashes, so there's still plenty of time. Um, Joe Burrow has shown what flashes too. A little bit of issues with consistency. Um, so yeah, a little bit un. It's hard to see what to expect from the Bengals at the moment. Yeah, it's obviously been a disappointment um, from what they expected going into the season. And obviously, Burrow's calf injury and how they all played through that plays a massive part in that. But it also shows that they couldn't um, they couldn't really rise up. Okay, they did beat the the Rams in Week Three, but they couldn't overcome the the issues that they had. And yeah, all right, now they are um, steaming in in terms of their form, but. Uh, I mentioned that they they're out of the. I said that all four AFC North teams, sorry, were in the playoff standings as it as it stands right now. But the Bengals are just outside. They've got the same record as the Texans at five and four. Uh, so obviously, it comes down to to who you've played and whatever. But but the point is, they've got a lot to do for the rest of the rest of the campaign. There's the Ravens are playing probably now well in that tough division. It's hard, but they're probably playing for for seeding. But the Bengals are fighting for their lives, even in terms of wild card. So it's going to be really interesting to watch them for the rest of the year and 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 see how they can overcome the deficiencies they've shown so far. The Ravens, on the other hand, are, I think they've been the with the Eagles have been the most complete team in the league. The offense has hummed in almost every game. Uh, so far, apart from two, the Colts and the Steelers, which for me, they were both clearly down to receiving rather than how Lamar looked. Lamar's looked so good. He's currently third favourite for the MVP award. Um, and I mentioned that that 17-10 loss to the Steelers. There was receivers making insane drops. It was it was actually a, a crazy good day for Lamar, how he actually performed, but they just couldn't get, um, they couldn't get anything caught, kind of like Kansas's first game of the season against the Lions. And then the other loss was an overtime one to the Colts uh, with a weird one with Richardson in, I believe. Um, so they've looked they've looked really consistent. The D is playing really well. Um, and they've given themselves a really solid foundation, which was needed in such a competitive division, in such a competitive conference. So it's a very positive start for Lamar in this new look, uh, new look Todd Monk offense. Um, and and we'll, see, we'll see if they can replicate that in the second Half the year, the only reason I make the Chiefs favourite for first seed over them is their easier schedule. But um, concentrating more on tonight, how's the injury report looking for those Baltimore Ravens? Um, how, we, how are we looking fresh, obviously, on the short week? Yeah, uh, there's a few few issues for the Ravens. Um, Marlon Humphrey corner um, and Ronnie Staley on O-line are both questionable heading into the game. Um, there be, would be two two pretty important uh, pieces to miss. Obviously, Ronnie Staley's been pretty good over on the left-hand side of that offensive line. Um, you'd think that the Ravens' O-line is good enough to handle something like that. I, the Ravens' O-line is one of the best um, in the league. Um, so, so if Staley wasn't, yeah. Stanley wasn't able to play, then you'd think it would be fine. 
Humphrey um, at corner is a loss, and so is uh, Daryl Worley. Um, safety is also questionable. So some potential issues in the secondary. Uh, we know how much the Bengals and Joe Burrow love to pass it about. Um, so, yeah, that, that could be a potential hindrance for the Ravens. Yeah, Humphrey and Stanley both played at the weekend, but Stanley has not been playing up to his usual standards recently, has been carrying this injury. So we'll see whether they let him go on the short week or pull him back. Like you say, they've had a very good offensive line this year, so they've they've got some they've got some cover there. For the Bengals, the um injury report's looking a little bleaker. T. Higgins obviously went out of the um the loss on Sunday to the Browns. He is very doubtful. I think it was Adam Schefter reported that um that he's probably not going to play. He's got hamstring injury, and then also the the pass rush is looking depleted as well. Trey Hendrickson is doubtful. He hyperextended his knee on Sunday, and then Sam Hubbard did not practice on Monday. Or I should say, um, they didn't actually have a practice, but they sent out an estimated um, practice injury report, and um, Sam Hubbard did not practice or. Uh, so he's he's up in the air whether he'll play or not. Could be a game time decision, and if not, you gotta like how Lamar and that offensive I mean, line, yeah. especially if they do have Stanley, is gonna is gonna do against yeah, that's, 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 lack of. It's three run. huge injury losses for for the Bengals, isn't it? Um, you look at somebody like Trey Hendrickson. He's had the most QB pressures since Week Eight in the NFL with twenty three, more than the likes of TJ Watt. Um, with Hubbard out mm. to you know. If that makes that potential injury to to Stanley um, even less significant. Obviously, perhaps um, the Ravens will be thinking about that themselves and think maybe we give Stanley uh, some time off, um, especially since it's a short week. Um, that could be, see potential there. You wouldn't have thought that the Bengals' pass rush should be too intimidating um, for them. So, yeah, three huge ones. Obviously, we know... Joe Burrow's always going to be passing it around and he's still got Jamar Chase, he's still got Tyler Boyd, but I think without Higgins there, it's another huge loss um, for the Bengals. So not, uh, yeah, injury report not looking good um, for those Bengals. No, definitely more favourable for the home team. Uh, let's move on to some key matchups for this absolutely massive game. Uh, what we what we saying, Ashley? Yeah, so obviously, as we mentioned, with um, Marlon Humphrey and Wally, um, questionable. I think Joe Burrow versus that Ravens secondary is a big bat- matchup. Um, the Bengals um, go have sixty nine point six percent of their plays are pass plays, with just thirty point four percent on the run. Compare that to the Ravens; they throw it fifty six point seven percent of the time. So. We all know that Zach Taylor is uh, loves to get that ball uh, in the air. Um, so without two key players in that um, secondary, again, that's going to be, well, potentially without them, that could be pretty huge. And if Joe Burrow is able to sort of get some plays out to Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, I think that's where you're going to see the Bengals try and most likely win that game. We know that Joe Mixon hasn't really been himself. The O-line isn't great either to allow Joe Mixon to make those big plays like we've seen in the past in the past. So I think that yeah, uh Joe Burrow and finding his his guys is the is the way that uh they're gonna potentially win that game. I can't really see it in any other facet. No, yeah, Bengals haven't been fluent on the ground this year, far from it. Um, and the Ravens have been uh, been good to average against the run this year. Uh, and then the Ravens offensively offensively on the ground have been excellent 
uh, arguably the NFL's best team. They have the most rush yards in the league. The second, they're their second highest in yards per carry. Gus Edwards is running well, finding the end zone. And then Keaton Mitchell, the undrafted rookie, has exploded onto the scene in recent weeks. He's become the first ever player with 170 or more rush yards and multiple touchdowns on the first 10 attempts of his career. Um, and as I say, that Bengals rush D is not very strong. They've given up the second most yards per carry and the highest first down percentage given up in the league this year. So that could be a massive factor in this game. You think the Ravens are going to try and run it first and foremost. Um, and they've got every chance of finding success and, and controlling uh, that line. Uh, of and, uh, again, with Joe Burrow, um, that 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 Ravens pass rush is going to be a, a huge task for him as well. Um, we know how good it is. Um, they have the most sacks in the NFL with um, thirty nine. Burrow only has an eighty six point six passer rating under pressure. Um, compare that to Lamar, who has mm. one hundred and five wow. passer rating under pressure. It's uh, wow. it looks like uh, again a couple more so with that average Bengals O line that we've just said. It ranked nineteenth ahead of last week, um, according to PFF. Um, so yeah, that, it's, it's going to be it could be a tough night for Joe Burrow against that uh, that um, Ravens defense. Yeah, and you always trust Joe Burrow when he he is in this sort of form that he's been in the last five six weeks to produce some magic. But against this D and with no run game, with T Higgins out and Jamar Chase is even carrying a knock, he went down last year, but he played through it. Um, but but you never know, like that's a depleted. Receiving core to what to what they're used to for sure. Let's now move it on to a segment we are calling Star Watch. Uh, who the big who the game's biggest superstars? How they've been doing this year? What sort of impact they're going to be having on the game? Who you got, Ash? Maybe not a little bit of a more obscure one. Um, you've got you know there's so many nice. stars on the, on that Ravens team. You could go for Lamar. Um, you could go for Mark Andrews even. Um, Geno Stone has been incredible. Um, I think he leads the league in interceptions. But I'm going to go for centre Tyner Linderbaum. Um, very, very high draft pick, firm, first round pick at least. Not too long ago, he's had the third highest pass block grade in the league out of all centres. Um, and I think he's going to be pretty okay. key um, to that um, Ravens offensive line. Yeah, huge. He's definitely improved um, in that pass blocking facet of his game from the first year. To the second, um, you mentioned the players that, that I have to mention, um, Lamar Jackson, obviously, and Mark Andrews. How are they going to link up? Is going to be uh, a massive factor in this game. No Ravens wide receiver has had a PFF grade of 72 or more this year or have reached 600 yards. So who stepped up? Mark Andrews, of course. He's been fourth in receiving yards, first in touchdowns among uh, tight ends. Um and, you know, the stats haven't, um, you know, they've not jumped off the page compared to a normal Mark Andrews season or, or his peak. And, and the same for Lamar, who, as I mentioned earlier, is third favourite for MVP. His stats aren't that too impressive. He only has just over 2,000 passing yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, his receivers have, have not been playing. There's been so many drops. They've, they've been well below par and... and there's potential there, uh, there, yeah, for sure. But it's been um, Lamar's been let down by them. That's, that's easy to say. I think um, he, he actually has been playing very well. Eighty-seven point five PFF grade. Um, so if he gets a bit more of that 
you know, a bit more of that luck if his wide receivers can start performing, then I think he'll go and mount a, a serious charge for MVP down the second half of the year. Um, and then shout out again to Gus Edwards, who's um, has really stepped up after J.K. Dobbins is out for the year early on. Um, but then I think he would be right to credit a lot of that to how good this O-line has been in the run block. Right, yeah, time now for another segment. We are calling this one Stat Attack. Ashley, take it away. So the Ravens have spent just 28 minutes and 46 seconds in a losing position this season. Compare that to the Chiefs and Eagles. They have both spent over 80 minutes trailing. Uh, that is from PFF. Pretty huge there for um, the Ravens. The Ravens have the most sacks on the year with 39. The Bengals have just 23 and obviously could have Trey Hendrickson um, out injured, so a huge loss for them. Um, the Ravens have the most rush yards in the league and the second yards per carry. Um, compare that to the Bengals, their rush D has given up the second most uh, yards per carry, so it's not looking great for them. Um, as already mentioned, Joe Burrow has an 86.6 pass rating under pressure. Lamar Jackson, um, 105 pass rating under pressure. So Lamar's looking excellent. I'll finish it off. The Ravens are 2-0 against the spread after a loss this season. Oh, baby, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to carry on. Jamar Chase has scored the 7th 60-plus yard touchdown of his career on Sunday. No other player has even got five since Chase entered the league. Baltimore seven straight games with multiple sacks is the league's longest streak. And the last six meetings between these two teams have produced an average of 48.5 points. Is it time to back Ooh, the over? I didn't know that. And I was thinking I was thinking it could be time to back the over. Over's a um, 46, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'd, be going, I'd be going for the over, I think. That's my instinct, but I kind of I have a bad feeling about it. I think I'd stay away potentially. I, f- I feel like again the Ravens are going to try run this ball um, first and foremost, and I think they'll have success there. I just kind of get the feeling that they'll that it's a division game. They're facing each other for the second time. It's going to be tight. Uh, it's going to be nervous. A massive game. I think there'll be some mistakes, and uh, both teams coming off a loss as well. I kind of I, I don't trust it in this AFC North division matchup to to be an absolute like blockbuster and get the 50 points but when I see 46 and a half that does kind of seem too low to me when I look at the stats and I look at the offensive players mm. on the pitch on the well field. I mean after everything we've gone through in this preview um I'm liking the Ravens I mean I think that the 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 spread is at around three and a half I've seen some bookmakers offer three for the Ravens so getting rid of that hook um getting maybe a bit of a push mm. on that uh, Ravens by a field goal. And I'm liking it, to be honest, as I just said, so 2-0 against the spread after a loss this season. Um, they're back at home. They're going to be waiting to, to to bounce back after that defeat. Um, with all the injuries to the Bengals, um, I'm liking Ravens minus three or minus three and a half a lot. Yeah, I have to agree. I was kind of thinking as we're putting this preview together, like, is it too too biased in, in stats wise for the Ravens or, or like in the analysis? But that's just kind of how it's all pointing out to me. And I'm kind of looking for reasons to to take the three and a half points with the the Bengals, as I say, in what might be a tight division game, and Joe Burrow playing the way he is. But with the injuries and how well the Ravens are playing, and and they could have had even more wins, I think. Um, I think yeah, I'll be back in Ravens markets, and I've already had a little go on the spread at three and a half. Uh, Ravens, yeah, beautiful. What um, 
on the gambling talk, what are your what is your best bet or best bets for? So for yeah, I mean, obviously, as we said, I would I am going to be locking in uh, the Ravens uh, minus three and a half, and also uh, I've got a nice prop bet. I'm going to go for Zay Flowers over fifty point five yards at minus one twenty or five to six. Uh, 73 yards or five catches last week, um, 62 receiving yards against the Bengals during week two. Um, we've just said how poorly um, that Bengals edge uh, rush is at the minute with uh, Hendrickson and Hubbard potentially out, looking most likely that they will be out too, even if they do play short week, going to be banged up. So yeah, I'm going to go for Zay Flowers over 50.5 yards. Yeah, we're definitely on very similar trains this week. We're both on the Ravens, and I've got a very similar prop bet. I like Mark Andrews over 52.5 yards. He's gone over this five out of nine times this year. Um, one of those times that he failed to do it was last year against the Brown, uh, last week, sorry, against the Browns, who are the league's best against tight ends. Uh, he still managed 44, and then the Bengals are the third worst defense against tight ends this year. And I've already said about how. Uh, poor, I think, the Ravens receivers have been this year. And it's time, again, in this massive matchup for Lamar to go to who he trusts. That's Mark Andrews having a big game. Right, let's wrap it up there, shall we? Nice little 25-minute preview of the probably best Thursday night football matchup we've had so far this year, ahead of what is one of the best slates we've had so far this year. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Hope you enjoy the week to come. And we'll talk to you very See soon. Ya.